50 ways to leave your lover. You slip out the back, Jack. Jack. Make, Make a little plan, Steve. Don't need to be coy, be Roy. Roy. Just, just listen to me. Yeah, Hop on the bus, Gus. Gus. You don't need, don't to, discuss need to discuss much. much. Drop off Drop the, off the key, Lee, and set, and yourself, set free. yourself free. Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Oh, great song. Superfly. Wait a minute. Magnet and Steel, Walter Egan. Walter Egan. You remember it if you heard it. No. Ooh, oh, she's the magnet, thing. I'm the steel? Yeah, because you like are that. the magnet. Right, right, right. I am the steel. Oh, see, now he threw in silly love songs. I don't like that one. You think Kenny people would have heard enough of silly love songs. Right. <laughs> I just got finished writing Derek. Oh. I yeah. used some of his own lingo. I said, check us out on the Google thing. <laughs> Google thing. Didn't you say he, he's got it? If he's from here, he's got to know who you are. Well, you'd think maybe like not. a rhinestone cow. Joe, what are your thoughts on Aerosmith? Uh, I think you're America's gold. Rolling Stone. Must have got up and went. You don't have to be a star. Oh, I hadn't thought of that song in a million years. Remember Marilyn McCoo? Oh, sure. Fifth Dimension. You don't have to be a star to be in my world. You don't have to be a star, baby. Final tap. To be in my... Let the good times roll. Let them run you around. God, I'm going to have that song in my head. Is that their best tune? Good times Yes. I also like, what's that other one I like? You uh, can do magic. America. Yep. What's that other Aerosmith song? Oh, it's the Go-Go's. We got the beat. Everybody. <laughs> what drug are you on today? Well, this. Super 70 Sports um, tweeted, what did he say? 37 hours of songs, and we're just going through the list. Oh. 70s and 80s gold MFR is the way he headed it. <laughs> and it but he didn't off, say MFR. It starts off really bad because there's a lot of 80s crap. But what did you say once you get past? 200? Well, yeah, you get to right around 200 and stuff. He starts yeah, with I'm a bunch down of down in the uh, higher 400s now, and it's pretty good. Damn, they go back to 64. John, is that right? What's that? I'm sorry. Aerosmith goes back to 1964. No, Not that I'm aware of. Right. In 1964, Steven Tyler oh, formed his own band called The Strangers. Oh, Later, so Chain Reaction in Yonkers, New York. Meanwhile, oh, I'm sorry. Hot blooded. Chris, Chris I'm shocked if you just read the header there and <laughs> continued yeah, with your thought process. <laughs> Why are you two so mean to me? You're like yeah, the two you, older you brothers I never had. You, you <laughs> deserve it. That's why. <laughs> Aerosmith formed in 1970. Young Russell. Lust by Damn, Pink that's still, Floyd. That's still a hell of a. That's a that's a good long run. Did they ever break up? Oh yeah, they, uh, they almost killed each other. Oh, Perry and uh, had the time of my life. <laughs> that's, Perry the last, and that's the last song on the list. Steven Tyler uh, hated each other briefly. I own it on you. Why'd they kick out their drummer? That I don't know. I have no idea. Also, everybody thinks Joe Perry was the great guitar player. Uh, Brad Whitford played a ton of the solos. Well, and Perry, Perry got credit for it. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Brad Whitford is uh, is probably more respected in the guitar world than Perry is. I watched um, Steven Tyler interview with Joe Rogan. 
he is a strange fella. He's uh, yeah. Don't tell me. As the, as we say in the Midwest, hey, he's different. Yeah, he's different. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's he's different. <laughs> there was a, a full. They might have even been super seventies. Is he the one that goes? Hang on, being told. Is that super seventies? He does on occasion. Yeah, okay, yeah. it was. Him, it was a picture of Steven Tyler, and it said. Uh, Andy's Andy and his because he's walking with one of his 900 kids. Yeah, said, Andy and his grandma off to go get a nice ice cream cone on a Sunday afternoon. Hang on, being told that Steven Tyler, you know, because he's wearing all the yeah, well, juniors he had, he had looks like grandma. Was, he had one the other day that was fantastic. It was a picture of Mike Cubbage, you know, with something to the effect of lesbian librarian breaks into mid major yeah. league. I saw that. I read that on Sports Talk. Oh, well then. I'll be How uh, about Junior's Farm, John. Yeah. Great cool song. That song? Great here? song. Great solo to uh, yeah. Jimmy the late Jimmy McCullough. Guy, Mike, oh, really? Yeah, he died of a drug overdose. Oh no! Yeah, sure, not too far after, like seventy-seven or eight, maybe. That's too bad. No, yeah. the line was really good player. Mike Cubbage. Uh, run upstairs for a minute, yeah. if you know what the I mean. Batting average by a forty-eight-year-old right. lesbian librarian—that's right. the line. And then you both, you and Royce, both talked about. What a great guy he was to cover. He's a nice guy. Maybe I'm amazed at was the he a good way hitter? he loved yeah. all I don't remember. Liked him. I didn't, what did he play? What position? Third base. Was he I decent? he walked like an Egyptian. Decent. Yeah. He could pick it, as they say, Joe. Mock's line about Cubbage was he doesn't know what kind of man he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most insulting thing ever. Well, that was Mock. Oh, really? He just told you like it is? Well, he didn't mean it. Uh, cruelly. Well, that's what it sounded like. I know, but he meant it. Uh, does he want to be fiercer, or is he more? Well, that pretty much describes everybody in their twenties. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> and he had to be on some really crappy teams if he was not real good, Chris. Yeah. You know, Dan Ford would slide <laughs> twenty feet west of third base. And... <laughs> good teams to cover, then, huh? They were fun. What's on the big shizzo today, Sushi well, Boy? Well, uh, U of N, uh, the play story in the Star Tribune is again, we're going to die quickly. We're and, all uh, dead. Are you bringing up the Jesse thing? Nah, not really. I can. I can throw in the news, too, if you yeah, want. put it in the news. And I've got more on this uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, boy, Reavers, you were right on them. No, Plus, go ahead and say it. No. This guy's just a scam artist. He's appeared I on Broadway. I told and, you. But, but you're wrong in the sense that he did this to point out that the administration are a bunch of fools. No, but he did this. He did this to get himself attention. And I did say that. And it did. I've got drought news and feeding our future news. And I've got a tremendous windmilling when it comes to EV use and renting. The renters Dude, you got have too no much play. show, bro. The, the while we're being told we must rent because it's just too much whiteness to own a home. Uh, so, but if you rent, you got no place to plug in your EV. Mm. Oh, um, did you happen to read the Henry High name change editorial? You know, I saw that. I didn't um, read it. I oh, I'll read it right now. And while you're at it, the play story and letters to the editor was <laughs> really, really good. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. Hans is a, a member of the town council. Read that letter before yeah. you read the editorial. That letter's 
great. And it says subject line, Kenny and John. Reavers, they're more like the two older brothers you never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody that's listening now. Yeah, Hans is awesome. Yeah, he's probably correct there. <laughs> oh, I would never trade you two in. Well, well, I can't quit you. I can't quit her. It's got a hold on me. Damn, I'm going to go down an Aerosmith trip today, aren't I? Mm, pick a different band. Or maybe let's listen to Sweet Emotion again. Last Child. I like Last Child, too. Same old song and dance. Love that. I know I, I, I slurp him a bit, but Remy one time ramped Sweet Emotion on Jack. Having a caller on who was ordering a sandwich at Subway, and he hit the freaking post. It, oh, that was on tape. Come on. Well, of course it was, but it was still fantastic because no one else in town is doing that kind of stuff. Is that it's, Remy that used to work at ninety three X, and now he's at so they're walking ramps over no. there. He's no, the no, only sure. live jock I think they have. Oh, they, no. Are they walking ramps at that station? Oh God, yeah. He's he's awesome. I'm gonna have to send him a tape. <laughs> I think I I went and talked to him one time at the fair. I think he listens to us. What I wonder if Ginny would let me just fill in one day. I, I would like to just do one air shift. Dude, you know you can track here if you wanted to. I don't want to track. I want to do it all old school live. Yeah, but what station Bec- you do you do? KS? No. No. I mean that's the only no, that they plays won't music. Do it. They're they're too structured. There's one station though in Seattle that when I was out there that Wheeler was talking about and um the guy in alec tracks that chris who does a chris really? and chelsea morning show on um a kick fm is that he, the country station he tracks uh a seat one of our seattle stations that has a weekend shift <clears throat> that'd be fun i'd do that i want to do it old school though i, I don't i don't want to no. You're not going to roll your ass in on a Saturday afternoon and do that. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, Hello, yeah, everybody. You're right. you're right. That's what I'm saying. Just track it, baby. The day before I'd start getting uh, second thoughts. It's like, yeah, I feel a cough coming on. On second I'm, thought. Yeah, I'm going to have diarrhea tomorrow. I just know I'm, I'm going to have diarrhea tomorrow. <laughs> is uh, empty space, uh, is Rook here today or no? He's on his way. He had a meeting with a locksmith. Oh, again? <laughs> Again, oh, um, and does Henry have a new name yet? I didn't get that out of the story. Does it? it yeah, did, you're talking about the high school. Yeah, yeah. Remember we talked about it the other day. Well, what's the name? I we hold on. It's like West something. Henry Hill High. Patrick. <laughs> John got that joke. I got that joke. Yes, I they were in else football did. or something. Good fellas. Playoffs. Yep. Wasn't he killed in prison? Ouch. No, that was got, oh, wait, Whitey no, Bulger. Of You're thinking of Whitey Bulger. Oh, right. It is still Patrick Henry High School on their website. I think they changed it today. What's the other? We talked about a different one that changed their Oof. name. Remember that one? What's the one in Mendota? Okay. Um, Mendota. No, Patrick Henry was give, give me liberty. Give me. We talked about that one at length. We've had, we've had long discussions about Patrick Henry, who was a great patriot. Did you read the play letter? Um, yes. Yeah. That, you can't, oh. but she's, God oh. bless her, but that horse left the barn 10 years ago. You can't have dialogues anymore. Yeah. You say the well, wrong thing, you're doing I, wrong. I think that's the topic. Yeah. That, that would be the angle. Uh, I got I'm bad news for you. This goddamn school What's that, that kills me. Shell's profits were down in the third quarter. 
they're only 9.5 billion then don't buy gas, John. <laughs> I, I think he was making a joke. Yeah, it was. Uh, Are you was having a laugh? Funny. No, he's being a liberal commie about it. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he's being a commie. What are you? Listen, you, you fascist bastard. <laughs> you must have shell stock. Huh? Yeah, you got shell stock, right, Joe. Do a ton of it. <laughs> don't think See I you. won't. And don't think, think I, I won't. Why don't you write a letter to the Lee girl? Don't think I won't. <laughs> we're uh, right out of a Laurel and Hardy movie. We're six minutes past, uh, fellas. What? Oh, man. What are the ads? Joe, you're going to have Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Yep. You're also going to have Eckberg Lammers. Yep. That's it. What is this video that oh, Can Matt, I... Matt sent me a video? Matt? You mean Rookie? locksmith in south st paul oh and, uh, steve, and he said my car was just all i had to do was turn the wheel is that right does he know what the hell he's talking about well that happens sometimes if it's a steering wheel lock yeah you turn it from right to left and jesus but he was 100 percent wrong in this one 100 percent wrong. <laughs> 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 oh that's beautiful Thanks, Steve. That's awesome. Good that? job, Matthew. What is that? Uh, no, Matthew just proved me wrong. Smith. Remember when I went after him for his steering wheel or his key thing? Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, outside of Schoons, I just feel like you getting an oil change appointment at 10 o'clock. Oh, that won't take long. I can get there. It happened one time. <laughs> now seven minutes after. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. If you effers would shut up, I could get the ads out to everybody. Uh, I got do one. I have an ad, uh, Chris, today or Kenny, not? outside of Schoons, I need a Moon Motorsports from you, please. Moon. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. John, I need a Rivertown Medical Center ahead okay. of your newscast. Is and, that three uh, times a week, then? Yeah, it's basically when you're on. Whenever I'm here. Yep. Gotcha. Fratelloni's Hardware hey, and Garden Stores. Hey, Rookie, I need a kahuna for me as well. Rookie's not here yet. This you would for, require a lot of... Um, Oh, no. Um, I think Ross already posted me going off on Matt, didn't he? Maybe. I yeah. Don't know. So we've got to get this video I, I to Ross. Actually, I'm, send it to me, and I'll po I'll post it on the GL Twitter account. Bradaloni's Wait, no, I have garden it. stores. I have it. He sent it to both of us. Chris, I got to uh, write today. Let's go. Chris, before we start, because Joe has to write today, I just want to know to put some mystery into this. Is The thing I texted you about yesterday, was I correct? Somebody was, you know. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, they were not probably happy. Is that correct? I had a phone call. I'll bet you did. Okay, that's uh, that we inserted email. That was a very terse, <laughs> very <email>. terse. <laughs> Welcome to the terse podcast. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Joe, are you ready? Have been. Yep. I just okay. I have to save that first because I got to run Josh at the end of the show. God, I wish we could start. Me too. <laughs> Height, don't you start right now. Fratelloni's Hardware a, and Garden Stores. It's going to be a short one today. I'm rolling. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 953, October 27th, 2022. It was 74. To, that's, a, that's a pretty low high, isn't it? A record high. 74 on two occasions, 1922 and 1948. And it was as chilly as 13 degrees on this day in uh, 1997. 1997. And now, from the mayor's <laughs> office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, 
Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Ask me why I knew that. Why did you know that? Because remember how cold the fall and winter of 97 was. No. I don't remember. That's when, didn't, that's when we had the embarrassed Minnesota record. Big deal. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I'll just go back. What's up, nerd? I'll just sit over here. In the Kevin writes, good day, gentlemen. <laughs> Congratulations on podcast number 953 today. As a member of the GL Town Council, I think myself and other proud members of the council deserve a little insight as to what is planned for the milestone podcast number 1,000. Maybe Reavers can take us on a winter caravan town ball tour starting Ooh. at 30 bales. Maybe Rook will invite us over to watch Kahuna clean his windows. Surely you must have something in the works. What gives? Take care, Kevin McDonald. Oh, hell, you'll just have to wait. And find out. We can start at 30 bales. I don't have a problem what, with that at uh, all. What number 1,000 is, uh, I have this note from Callie, who writes, I recently became a member of the town council and wanted to drop a quick note to say hello. I was fortunate enough to share an office with Ole from Minnesota many moons ago in the late 90s and early 2000s, who first introduced me to GL. I relocated to Chicago in 06, and recently discovered the show's online podcast. Recently? How, how, when I shared my excitement with some fellow former Oli colleagues, I was recommended I establish my own moniker. I toyed with disgruntled Lena from Chirac, but probably best to just stick with Minnesota kid, Chicago zip code, hail the flashlight king from Cali. All right. I don't Hail you. know. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking like him quite Me a bit, too. Such. I've got to stop. Well, I emailed Derek today and I said, check us out on the Google thing. You know, <laughs> trying to, yeah. Well, I'll be dipped. <laughs> we were talking about the the political incompetence we face and and uh, Joe M writes a joke to help visualize visualize your show from yesterday. I was able to listen to the show today, meaning yesterday, while I was out cutting grass with my gas guzzling and black smoke spewing lawnmower. And I thought of an old Sven and Oli joke that I heard a long time ago that sums up exactly what the Democrats and Republicans have and are doing with picking their candidates. I cannot believe the last time that I actually endorsed a candidate on either side. I have been voting for who I feel is the lesser of two evils. Hence my joke. And if you are going to need uh, read it, you have to use your worst Norwegian voice. Okay. Sven and Oli were in northern Minnesota moose hunting and bagged a few moose. They brought the moose to the field plane and wanted to load them up. The pilot stopped and looked at the small plane and told him, sorry, boys, I don't think what you'll be able to bring all the muse home. The plane is too small. Sven said, oh, Jesus, are you sure we can't get it on there? Now he's Irish. Yeah. We got the same amount of moose last year and the pilot let us load it. The pilot loaded his small, looked at his small plane and then back to the pile of muse and said, okay, load it up. So after they got loaded 
and were taking off going down the runway. The little plane was struggling to take off. It would start to take off and come back down. The pilot finally pulled on the stick. It went up, but quickly back came back down and crashed at the end of the runway. Oh, no. After brushing the glass off him, Ole said, where are we? Did we make it? Sven looked around and said, I think we crashed at the same place we did last year. Get it? See that? Yeah. That's the end of the joke, but I feel that both parties are doing the same exact thing that didn't work last year. On a side note, I was wondering if I could get a ruling. Do you say cut the grass or mow the yard? My wife hates it when I say cut the grass, which is why I take every chance to tell her that I'm going out to cut the grass today. (laughs) Okay, I just got done cutting the grass. Boy, doesn't the grass look great after I got done cutting the grass? It it is not going to change what I'm going to say, but I was curious. Thanks for the great show, and thank you for pushing back in a world of bad governance. I personally say cut the grass. I refer to one person and one person only to decide such an important matter, and that is the great Tom Kelly. I'm going out to cut grass. There you are. There it is. Cut grass. Cut the best grass. Do you, really like, grass. do you remember what that was? In it? So we used to have TK on Royce's show every other week. And Pat was asking him about managing the All-Star game. You know, I think it was sometime in July or whatever. And he asked, so uh, TK, are you going uh, to watch the, uh, the, uh, the game tonight? And he says, nope, I'm going out to cut grass. The play story in today's Star Tribune is record greenhouse gas surge ominous. And uh, the St. Paul Pioneer Press gave that same story. It's just due with about three paragraphs on a very interior page. By the way, if I haven't said it, let me say it again. Okay. The Pioneer Press has changed its entire graphic Look, it's really looking handsome. Hmm. It's changed its entire graphics. It's. I'd I'd like to comment. I I don't I don't get it out my way. Well, I know you don't. But no, even I can't if get it up here either. Can't get it in South Minneapolis. Impossible to get anybody on the phone to talk to him about it either. Whoa! Oh! Sorry. Fly by night operation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Joe can't even find out where to go to get his paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big stack of them oh. somewhere. <laughs> where are we? Well, you're not here. <laughs> I uh, was interviewed yesterday by a Penn State student. Oh, that's right. And she's working on some sort of, I don't know. Well, I asked her, how did you get wind of me? And she said, I, I just went around the country and looked at papers that have been snapped up by head hedge funds. Oh, wow. And uh, the Pioneer Press is among them. And she wanted to know the impact that that had on the newsroom and on and on and on and on. And I broke it all down for her. Nice kid. I asked her where she's from. She's from State College, Pennsylvania. So she's a home, a hometown kid. She goes to Penn State. And, and so I was telling her about, uh, I, I'm, I've been around long enough to have enjoyed uh, seeing and existing in the complete heyday of the American newspaper, sure. private jets, the whole thing, you know, big buildings with big newsrooms and just fantastic. And then I gave her the history of the building shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And I said, I'll tell you a funny story. And, and she said, okay. 
And I told her about when I went down to see my accountant who was in the same building as the Pioneer Press. And I told the guard, Terry, I think I'm going to run upstairs and get my dictionary. And he said, you're not here anymore. And I said, where are we? And he said, I have no idea, but you're not here anymore. They left. And I told the girl this story and, and uh, I was somewhat disappointed. She didn't find it that funny. She didn't. She didn't. Is it because she didn't have the personal touch to that story? That I, I don't much know. I just don't think. I just don't think do? she got it very well. You know. Hmm. You know what though? That's isn't that a ray of hope that a that a current college student would find that an interesting story to investigate? Yeah, that is a ray of hope. I, I, I did not. Cool. I did not explore with her whether she intends to try to become a reporter because I would have had to disabuse her of that notion. <laughs> And say, honey, you you got to find something else because this is a dead end. No, but don't you want someone like that to yes, pursue journalism? Sure, sure, why not? In any event, <laughs> all right. I sense the sincerity in that. Yeah. In any event, the play story is record greenhouse gas surge, ominous. But locally on the on the uh, Fox Nine uh, website, we get a story called Minnesota Waterways falling to near record lows as meaningful moisture stays away. And I certainly would not disagree with that. It hasn't rained in a long time. It hasn't rained substantially. And God bless Fox 9. Is it Cody? Matz. Matz. I don't know if Cody Matz is responsible for this, but on the website. Yes, he is, because I saw his piece this morning. But on the website, there's no mention of climate change in this. Right. And on the website, and they always have... Uh, for example, what they're claiming in this story is that we're uh, we're closing in on the record driest June to October, June through October. Uh, the and and they gave me the top seven driest June through Octobers, which uh, I appreciate greatly because it rests my case when they do this, and I or anybody does this, and I told you guys that I fear we're going to wake up one day and somebody's going to smarten up in this mysterious Marxist movement that has nothing to do with the environment. Right. And they're going to, they're going to eradicate these records from the history books. And, and that would be entirely uh, possible when you see how other histories are easily erased. Mm -hmm. So I can see where weather records would be wiped off the books, but uh, Channel 9 had them today. And the story is basically Lake Minnetonka is low, you know, white bears low, the rivers are low, and they are. We need rain. And then they listed the driest June through October uh, months in the history of Minnesota, at least as far as we know. Number one driest. 18 something. No, number one driest June through October was 1910. Okay. When we only had a total of 6.93 inches of rain. Now, 2022 this year has moved into second place uh, with 7.06 inches of rain. Not that much more rain than we had in 1910. Third on the list is 1936 with 7.32 inches of rain. Fourth on the list is 1894 with 7.79 inches of rain. Fifth on the list is 1889 with 8.82 inches of rain. Sixth on the list is 1948 with 8.93 inches of rain. And seventh on the list is 1933 with 9.26 inches of rain. So by providing that for me and for the reader and any reader who stops to just 
consider that and weigh that information, you'll realize that A, we're not as dry as we've been, and B, this has happened many times before. Right. And will continue to happen again. Did Cody say what the reporting station was? Uh, let's see. This has led to a rainfall deficit. Now our waterways are showing it. It's a very easy story to whip through because it's short. Uh, so basically this happened 50, 60, 72 years ago was 48. Right. It was this somewhat dry. I'm not seeing where they measured. Okay, and then the second question, what, what did you say 36 or 37 for what year? 36. Cuz 36 was pretty much considered the end of the dust bowl era. 36 ranks third as the driest June through October in Minnesota. Interesting that it it, it ranks that far down because well, everybody is, yeah. talk everybody talks about the dust bowl. Well, consider it this way. The driest was 1910 at 6.93. Should we round that off and call it seven inches? And then in 1936, you could also round that off and call it seven inches. Always round it was up. 7.32. Yeah, yeah. That's what I usually do. Yeah. Yeah. Round her up. Yeah. A couple of inches at least. Yeah. So there you have it. I mean, I, I, I uh, it, it took the angry edge off me for the headline in the Star Tribune, which is utter nonsense. Yeah. And uh, well, Cody's been attending the University of Garage Logic for some time. Well, I appreciate it. And I <laughs> looked, I looked, uh, are they going to mention climate change in here? And and they don't. Uh, the climate has always changed and always has. And these are helpful. Uh, the true believers don't find these kinds of statistics helpful, but I do. We've been here before. And we'll be, I don't know. See, I'm hearing I'm hearing his tone in your voice and everything you say. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That's fine. That's fine. The whole GL staff, with the exception of rookie and reavers and height, that means me and Kenny. <laughs> basically. Has really, really fallen hard for a guy on TV named Derek Beery. Barry, Barry, yeah. and he has a show called Resc uh, Roadworthy Rescues, and he has distinguished himself from everybody else in this yep. genre yep. Uh, on the Motor Trend channel by having a personality, by being bright, and by being funny. He has really, really distinguished himself from these rubes who attack cars with sledgehammers and Yep. have no idea how to entertain people. He is just a, just a fun, funny guy. We've emailed him. We're trying to get him as a guest on the show. And he'll look up at the camera and say, I don't know. Can I get this running? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in any event, I discount the play story in the Star Tribune because, A, it comes from the U.N. I want them out of my country. And, I two, they say things like, estimated targets well that's not science that's so, not science science is why didn't definitive why didn't they mention global warming or climate change so the ozone hole layer thing is good on that yeah yeah that's interesting i i have to admit i didn't make it to the jump i and it was painful reading that the first part of it it's all because of the fuel making happener <laughs> <laughs> That spews gas. For you. And it's not Edelbrock, it's Edelbrock. Yeah. Bat tree. Yeah. And he's doing that on purpose, I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, yeah, he is. This yeah. kid's got a degree in something. 
And uh, in any event, well, I I have to quit saying in any event. Back to this play story. If you do go to the jump, uh, we get a second headline, UN colon, greenhouse gas surge ominous. And uh, you get to the very bottom, and we learn that NASA announced that an instrument on the International Space Station designed to look at mineral dust turned out to be a useful tool to find super emitters of methane from orbit. NASA shared oh. three images showing plumes. Boy, I had a Royce yeah. like gas attack. Oh, this is uh, okay. Sharing now you've got me interested. Several this miles is... long that are growing methane. A group of a dozen leaks from pipelines and other gas infrastructure in Turkmenistan is le- is leaking. 55 tons of methane per hour, about the same as the infamous 2015 Aliso Canyon leak drilling in New Mexico that's spewing. They had to get the word spewing in here because the reporter's lazy. Spewing 18 tons per hour and a landfill in Iran that's emitting 8 tons per hour. We're looking in places where no one is planning to look for methane, said NASA instrument scientist robert green if it's there we'll see it well here's my answer to that the turk uh people should fix their leak that's their problem if you're leaking 55 tons of methane an hour why don't you fix the damn thing the same in new mexico well i guess that's been fixed because this is the united states where we still do attempt to fix things and uh and if you've got a landfill in iran that's emitting eight tons per hour. Why don't you why don't you do something about it? Right. Don't uh, blame me right. as a white American. Which you is you really can do nothing about, about it. You can do nothing about it, but I will say that Turkmenistan is my favorite Stan country. It sounds very confused, doesn't it? This Turkmenistan. Does, yeah. Does it make you nervous though that NASA is joining the environmental justice squad? Oh, We're being think, spied on from outer space. I think that was inevitable because they've got the tools up there, and they're probably but asked to. Uh, what if they find out? I can't. I've had that tire fire going behind the shed for about a month right. and a half yeah. that I can't seem to put uh, out. NASA uh, has to do that stuff to in order to stay afloat because they're getting their butt kicked in the space industry. I'm so pleased to have been notified uh, by John Noon up in Fargo. No, in Dallas. I'm sorry, he's in Dallas, Fort Worth. That uh, October is National Estate Planning Awareness Month. I would have had no oh, idea, but it is something you need to be aware of. And we have friends, Eckberg Glamour's law firm, will help you create an estate plan. And believe you me, if you don't think you need to, think again because you're going to die, yep. and you got stuff. Yep. I don't care how little amount of stuff you got or how much stuff you got. If you don't take care <clears throat> of it legally and have it all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Yep. The government stakes, uh, steps in and and takes over, and then your family's left there with their hand out and nothing happens. Eckberg Lammers has been preparing estate plans and wills for more than 70 years. They'll help you with a family property transfer. Whatever whatever you think might be touch and go in your family, they're the experts at it. And uh, they, uh, they are our legal firm, full service but they can help you make sure your estate will transition smoothly the way you want. And you really do want that. I've done it. I recommend it to anybody. 
and that will fall on deaf ears with the morons they work with. Huh? But <laughs> but you've got Eckberg Lammers to count on if you need them. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this. Call 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will. Uh, at the jump, Such nations falling short on meeting climate goals. That's a gem because all of these nations that promise to comply, and oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we're on board. Yeah. Not doing it. Well, I'll, I'll reference that. I'll reference that. It's all nonsense. It's just. Did you cross that off? I did. Okay. <laughs> Did you get my message? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to post it. I what time did you schedule the guy for? Oh, rookie. That was he just came beautiful. yesterday and he took it home with him. So he had it overnight. He took the whole thing and he worked on it this morning. He the, got what do you mean? The tumbler? 10 o'clock? Huh? The tumbler or the vehicle? Uh, he just took the the key uh, yeah. mounting. Right. He tumbler. took it home yesterday and then worked on it this morning and then came to install it at 10 o'clock. That was a fantastic video. We got to post that. Uh, huge listener. Didn't know about the podcast. Oh, no. no. He was listening today. He's, I said, uh-huh. go to You're going to be a star. We'll put you on. And he was, he was laughing about it. And I didn't tell him who I was until I paid. <clears throat> 320 And I'll get 100 bucks back from AAA because I'm a member. Of did he, what? Once you told him who you were, did he know who you were? Uh, I introduced myself as the rookie. He said, like, oh, my God, and he just completely fanned out. A really nice guy, and I can't believe he could do that. I went out and looked at him. All the parts were dismantled everywhere. How do you know how to put this stuff together? He's not a, a Honda guy. He's just a locksmith. They know how to he do knew stuff. what he was doing. Why this fascination with getting us back to pre-industrial times? Oh, well, we're on horseback pretty soon. Well, and it also demeans industry. That's what's under attack is just a Western way of life. That, that All been... the great inventions that have happened yeah. since 1889. Where what? did I read? Somewhere in the last couple of days, I read a piece about how new homeowners now are opting for all electric heat, mm-hmm. which has just got to drive the cost way up, right? Yeah, the utility bills are really going to hurt Americans, including me. The uh, utility bills are outrageous. Well, Mine was one ninety seven for this month. They said but just prepare to pay twice what you were paying last. LP nat- natural gas and uh, fuel oil all skyrocketed. Yeah, once that furnace is running twenty four seven, it's going to go up to. Do, do these idiots really think that uh, the weather was better in eighteen hundred? It was the same weather, same climate. You had and, worse disease. You had worse uh, water conditions. I mean, think about that. It's just amazing this this fascination with. Let's go here. You right? What that was mid sentence. You know, it was like Tourette's. Uh, that was that was weird. That yeah. was just right out of. I don't know. Hey Kenny, do they really think? Let's go. Jeez, that was sad. I don't know. You okay over there, boss? You know where Elsie is really. Uh, Let's go here. <laughs> where where this Derek character has stumbled onto something? What? Always start in the trunk. Yeah. What do you mean? 
He, yeah, when he I goes just, and finds a wreck, he starts in the trunk because he thinks he might find parts there. Uh, and, uh, and he does. Oh. I, and he I does, just yeah. I just started watching the, uh, what is it, a 1970 white Cadillac. Yeah. And that's the first place he went was the trunk. Let's go. You ready? Who's got some? Kenny is going to do Moon Motorsports. Here we go. I'm rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Oh, our GLers up in Monticello, they've got them. I'm talking Moon Motorsports, and I'm talking brands for the brats, the kiddos. Right now, Moon has an amazing deal going on the youth-sized Polaris Sportsman 110. That's a little ATV four-wheeler. They have a truckload of these babies, and they're offering huge savings. You can stroll on over to moonmotorsports.com to check them out. And remember... Uh, Christmas, here it comes. Ho, 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 that's, jolly St. Nick. He's coming down the chimney. Uh, and it's not a chimney. It's, it's a, a chimney. chimney. It's a chimney. No. And it's got red bricks. Um, some of them are rock, field rock. Um, but wouldn't it be great if old jolly St. Nick stuffed a four-wheeler down that chimney? Ooh, oh, baby. that'd be awesome. I love riding trails. Let's face it. Everybody loves riding trails. Ride trail. We have hundreds of miles of trails around the state. Now is the best time to get them their own ATV so you can make it a family affair. You don't have to leave them home. Um, sorry about that. I know you like to go out with your buddies and st- stop. In. Uh, never mind. We're not going to go down that path. Just bring the family with you. You'll be a lot happier. Winter, here it comes, Matthew. If you haven't already secured your machines for the winter, call Moon. They can do the prep. They can do the storage. And here's the deal. Safe and heated. Call today to get your machine on the schedule. At Moon Motorsports, we have KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, BMW, Can-Am, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, and Skadu. They're on the south side of 94 in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. It would take too long to work, but I to look. But I wonder, just to conclude this uh, play story in today's Minneapolis paper, I wonder how many papers around the country... Uh, had this as its main story. What percentage? Because oh, the Pioneer Press be. gave it its due. It gave it about four paragraphs on page eight. Okay. That That's where it belonged. I don't even know if I would have run it because it's meaningless. It has nothing to do with. But I have two. two wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. On that topic, John, well, this is a debate kind of uh, along the lines of what we've been talking about for a few weeks. How do you feel about that? About. Where it's run, you mean? Oh, I think it was ridiculous. As soon as I saw it this morning in the paper, I thought, boy, I hope Joe talks about this because just sitting right there in front when you grab the paper. I was hoping we could have a fight here. No, no, no. He's normal. Most of the time, pretty much. A couple things to conclude. Uh, One, they, to my way of thinking, they're despicable because this is being pinned. The, The context for the UN to have released this piece is they're lamenting the uh, war in Ukraine delaying the uh, humans on earth from from solving earth's real problem which is this no earth's real problem is children dying on playgrounds as a result of the war in Ukraine and they're actually well, it's nothing that John Kerry didn't say. You don't have to play him. Right. It's nothing John Kerry hasn't said or other idiots. Uh, and here, here is the UN saying, more bad news for the planet. The World Meteorological Organization said in a statement along with the latest annual greenhouse gas bulletin. 
uh, it's one of several reports released in recent days looking at several aspects of humanity's struggle with climate change in the run-up to the UN's latest climate conference in Sharam al-Sheikh, Egypt. Uh, kind of an exotic place to have that. We can fly there, I guess. That's all right. And and we we note that uh, we note that they're lamenting the war, uh, and they're very upset because well, you should be upset at Putin then, and and don't lecture me about greenhouse gases and methane. And the second thing that that uh, I find fascinating, and it's why the infatuation with apparently getting the temperature to whatever they thought it was pre-industrial revolution yeah is 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 it industry that the mystery is after and my answer is yes in part it's industry it's capitalism it's western civilization it's uh it's it's very telling that they would wish to have a world in which everyone's the same and is obedient to some sort of power that will tell them how to behave this has nothing to do with the environment nothing 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 not nothing. at all and so why the so who what idiot would read this with their coffee this morning and say, well, why in the hell should I uh, favor the temperature, whatever it was in 1804 on October 27th? Who cares what it was? It was it's the climate. It's whatever it is. and will always be. So what really is at the bottom of that uh, wish to get, get a temperature uh, at pre-industrial, to me, it's the elimination of industry. What other way could you look at? Because you, if they're going to demean industry, and yet they want to get the temperature back to pre-industry, right, whatever that well, is. then what are you going to do? You got to end industry. You got to shut it down, baby. You got to shut down everything. Yeah. Which would behoove only the elites, the owners, the owners yeah. of us. Then they couldn't go to Egypt. Boy, am I, I don't know. The thing is, and you mentioned it, that really, really sticks in my craw is the fact that they'll discount virtually all of the world's problems and place this climate issue above all of them. It's not the world's chief. It's not even in the top 30 problems. But war in Europe, an international energy crisis, global inflation, and political turmoil in countries like Britain and Brazil have distracted leaders and distracted. complicated, yeah, and dis, and complicated cooperative efforts to tackle climate change. So none of that matters <laughs> more than climate Isn't change. Isn't that something? You yeah. know what my new yeah. favorite thing on the show is, hmm. and you've only been doing this probably within the last year or so. When you get so fed up and disgusted with political situations just like this, you turn into John Bansley at the end of your rant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> with each fraction of a degree, <laughs> with each fraction of a degree of warming, tens of millions more people worldwide would be exposed to life-threatening heat waves, food and water scarcity, and coastal flooding while millions of more mammals, insects, birds, and plants would disappear. Never mind Putin, never mind the world's problems. This is worse. Last night, it's been on before, but I'm captivated by it. I happened to catch a uh, National Geographic special on the Yellowstone caldera. Mm -hmm. uh, if it blows, we're all dead. 
Kenny's driving straight towards it. No, but if it right. blows, seriously, if it, and it, there's no reason to believe it's going to happen tomorrow or a thousand years from now. The point is nobody knows, but it will blow again. And when it does, you having changed your light bulb, it can make a right. bit of difference. <laughs> Wait, what if I just give another text to the government? That's going to put a help. stop to it. That will help. Okay. That will help. Okay. Yeah, or if you vote for Democrats. Well, then that, that then the, the Yellowstone caldera will not erupt. Because that's what Amy Klobuchar told, told us. But there's a great big cauldron of bubbling and burbling down there. And someday it's going to go. And when it does, you'll have nuclear winter. There'll be no crops. People will starve to death and people will choke to death and it will cover the globe with ash and it'll be over because nature's bigger than man. Every year. It wins out every time. All 4.5 billion years, nature is one. Nature's bigger than man. So I've, I've been reassured by, I don't know, internet experts who will bleep me. <laughs> internet <laughs> experts. No, remember, John, on Krabby, we were talking about what, what we're going to do, bugging out. How we sure. Yeah. And I brought up Yellowstone and the cauldron, and I got many emails saying, oh, that's millions of years from now. Don't worry. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. We don't know that. And if it goes, it goes. There's nothing you can do about it. But boulders the size of uh, Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen SUVs will <laughs> land in your yard. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. That's right. So light them up and drink Jameson. We should. <laughs> we should. Says. We should charge Derek for every new follower he gets because I, I, my sense <laughs> is that we're really heavily promoting his. We deal. really are, and, and I want him on so he can start promoting us because <laughs> yeah. Garage Logic is a natural fit with a vice grip garage. Yeah, we go <gasps> hand in hand. What you should do, have him come to your garage. And pretend that something's not running. Well, no, I don't have, have to pretend. To pretend. I, I've <laughs> got a stuck 49 Minneapolis Moline. He could help me out. He'd then, fix that in an hour. And then he could drive it back to the Twin Cities. There's something <laughs> wrong with your fuel making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> in your electric whirler thing. Yeah, sparklies. <laughs> you got something wrong with your sparklies. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's be done with the UN. Bleep you, UN. You want them out of your country? I do. Okay. F U U N. That's like E fun. Rick uh, has a note on the Samer theory, which is uh, pretty interesting. It's like fun. Joe on Monday's podcast. <laughs> what did you say? I said F U U N. I said that's like Chris says. Fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Didn't I Sorry. say bleep you? You did. Yeah. 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 On Monday's podcast, Jeff and Pequot Lakes wrote in about the Samer theory as a possible explanation for the illogical thinking of the left. No, if it's radio waves, wouldn't it affect all people, not just the left? There was some question about why this seems to affect some folks and not others. Well, even a bunch of dummies should have come up with the obvious answer. It's the result of tree inequity. I'm only half joking. Think about this. The closer you get to the nation's tallest buildings and the farther away you get from nature, the more electromagnetic waves you have zipping around your head. Hmm. Ergo, you move into the city and you lose your mind. You become another leftist who can't think and can't link. I buy that. Yep. There ain't no radio waves out in the middle of nowhere. Out here in Krabby County, we're yeah. pretty good. Yeah, here in Gumption County, we're all right. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Don't, Joe. We got to stop. We have to stop. <laughs> well, speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, where is it? Oh, really the ultimate windmilling because the euphorians cannot link. They're incompetent leaders. What is the driving force of political activism? One of the driving forces of political activism that they're the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. I'll just answer for you. Okay. You must rent. Right. Uh, owning is an example of undue privilege. Yep. It takes up space. You're, uh, you're being unkind to the earth. Uh, oh, oh, not everyone oh, will have the same chance. So we have to keep throwing up these Lego boxes everywhere you look. Throwing mm-hmm. them up. Rent, 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 rent. This is from World News. KSTP, I wonder if they went to ABC for this. Renters face charging dilemma as U.S. cities move toward EVs. So the the windmilling is, you idiots who can't link, you want everybody to live in an apartment and you want everybody to drive an electric car, where are they going to plug them in? Now, this will be solved. This will be solved in the years to come. The apartments will have their stations, their charging stations. But this is a story, Dateline, Portland, Oregon, which has more problems than apartment rentals and EVs. It's a, one of America's destroyed urban centers. And we get the uh, we get a story here about Stephanie Terrell bought a used Nissan Leaf this fall and was excited to join the wave of drivers adopting electric vehicles to save on gas money and reduce her carbon footprint. Well, Stephanie, you think you're doing that, but you're not. The exhaust pipe to your Nissan Leaf just happens to be elsewhere. But Terrell quickly encountered a bump in the road on her journey to clean driving, and it's not that clean. As a renter, she doesn't have a garage where she can power up overnight, and the public charging stations near her are often in use with long wait times. On a recent day, the 23-year-old nearly ran out of power on the freeway. Because of part the because a public changing, I'm sorry, because a public charging station she was counting on was busy. Mm. It was really scary, and I was really oh, worried I wasn't good. going to make it. But luckily, I made it here. Now I have to wait a couple of hours to even use it because I can't go any further, she said, while waiting at another station where a half dozen EV drivers circled the parking lot waiting their turn. I feel better about it than buying gas, but there are problems I didn't really anticipate. The great transition to electric vehicles is underway for single family homeowners who can charge their cars at home, but for millions of renters, access to charging remains a significant barrier. People who rent are also more likely to buy used EVs that have a lower range than the latest models, making reliable public charging even more critical for them. Now, critic, I'm sorry, now cities from Portland to Los Angeles to New York City are trying to come up with innovative public charging solutions as drivers string power cords across sidewalks, stand up. Uh, their own private charging stations on city right-of-ways and line up at public facilities. I don't want to read this whole thing, but just keep in mind, be careful what you wish for. A, electric vehicles aren't going to change anything about the climate. B, they're going to prove to be very inconvenient to you in the short run. And C, 
uh, electricity can be turned on and off without you having a say in it. What is the protocol? Wait, I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. Without you having a say in it. Okay. Follow me? Yeah. Are you done? Maybe we're just done driving <laughs> this week, says yeah. the elites who control things and live on oceanfront estates, even though they're afraid well, of yeah, rising sea levels. They'll be able to drive yeah. because they're needed yes, to run Rook. our lives. Yes, right. Rook. Well, I just, I have a protocol question. If you're in New York City and you're on 45th Street mm-hmm. and there's a there's two charging stations and you pull up in your Volvo and your Volkswagen and you're charging both them, they're both being charged. When they're fully charged, is it like being at the laundromat or something when the, the dryer's done and you have to wait for them to move their car? Or you know, is it- you got me thinking. It's going to be exactly like a, dry, a crowded driving range. And you stand there with a club in your hand, looking Wait. up and down the line. Who's yes. going to be the first guy to go to the first tee and and, and open up this this uh, spot on the range for me? And then you move in and hit balls, oh, and then it's... someone else comes up behind you. Now, now you really got me thinking. Think this of the charging station road rage it's in store for us. Yes. That, that ex- well, it's already happened. Yeah. We've seen examples of it on social media. Yeah. At least I have. I yeah. don't know if you guys have. Somebody waiting um, impatiently for the other car to finish charging. Or Back. does that person go off and get coffee and then, hey, it's been charged for 15 minutes. You, you should have result in a problem. Wow. Okay, back to the apartment buildings. And what's also going to happen, and you didn't mention it, is the cost of their rent is going to go up because of the amperage that's being used, not only by the appliances, but by the EVs themselves. Most EVs charge at 30 to 50 amps of current um, in order to get a full charge over a set amount of time. Right. Now, like guys like me and probably Rookie, we have 100 amp service in our in our homes. That means we wouldn't be able to use some of our appliances, bigger appliances, as our vehicle was charging. Mm-hmm. We'd need 200 amp service or greater. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing if some of these old apartment buildings, I, I'm honest, I'll be honest, I don't know what kind of service they have, but I can guarantee you they're going to have to up that service, and that is going to be in turn translated to the renters. And you 23-year-old Stephanie's out there, like this poor young girl in Portland who found it scary, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to... Uh, you're going to have to add this to your list of uh, questions when you go to rent. I have mm-hmm. an electric vehicle. Do you have a means for me to charge my vehicle? Wow. So yesterday, uh, speaking of apartments, uh, Rob Olson from Fox 9 did a piece on the Highland uh, development with yes. the old Ford site. Very aware of it. And it was it was a good story. I'm not ripping Rob by any means. But the funny thing was is he had interviews with people on the street. Oh, it's been wonderful. The, the, the streets are now or the sidewalks are now open. We can walk our dog. And it had a couple of shots of a few of the buildings that were open for people There's to start moving in. in there. Right. But then at the very end, it says, he says, while much of the 129 acres still sits empty. Right. And I'm thinking, well, why is this a story? It's right. one one millionth of the property that's actually developed. So anyway, they want us to rent and they want us okay. to drive EVs, but they haven't figured it all out yet. <laughs> yeah. So that's windmilling. Yeah. And that's our basic complaint, generally speaking, isn't it? They're forcing this on us. Before the infrastructure is there, I hate to keep, I hate to keep mentioning Der, Derek, but I, I'm among my curiosities is what he thinks of EVs. Oh, I think we know. I hope we yeah, know. No, uh, uh, yeah, no. I don't know. We, we know. Yeah, let's come back with John Hyde, please. No, 
let's first talk about our friends at 30 Bales Restaurant in should downtown we? Hopkins. I think should we? we should. Wait, wait, wait. Experience the spirited Midwestern flavors of 30 Bales oh. in downtown Hopkins. Look at you. 30 wow. Bales is endlessly in love with, uh, oh, I forgot the rest of the Is he copy. trying to steal this bit from he you? He better not be because it's my stop and it's going to be everybody's stop because it pleases Very everybody well in your life. The picky eater, the happy eater, the rookie of your life. It doesn't matter. 30 Bales is a scratch kitchen in downtown Hopkins, as Kenny mentioned. So Todd sent this to me today, gentlemen, about mentions. Bent paddle, cold press, coffee, black ale. Mm. They have craft cocktails in addition to the, the fantastic yeah, menu. Yeah, the craft. All right, so you've got the new Holland Dragon's Milk. Oh, boy, that's 11%. Might want to have a driver on yeah. that one. Uh, but this is the one I'm interested in. The un Unmapped Brewing, by the way, in Minnetonka, fantastic brewery. They just came out with a peanut butter porter, which I love, especially this time. Don't you hit the foghorn on that. Peanut butter porter is for it. It's fantastic. But craft cocktails, in addition to that scratch kitchen. Uh, also, don't forget, I've used this before with the, with the wife because she works very near 30 Bales Restaurant. They do take reservations for happy hour gatherings, you know, especially work gatherings, goodbye parties, things of that nature. They do that, Joe, for whatever size group you happen to have. 30 Bales Restaurant will cater to you and your crew. Go online, visit their website, 30bales.com. You can see their entire menu. Uh, they also have brunch on Saturday and Sunday that starts at 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Happy hour is from 3 to 5, Tuesday through Friday, and they are open for lunch Tuesday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out their entire menu, 30bales.com. Please, when you make a reservation or you stop on in, let Todd and the crew know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Word. <laughs> I think brunch is the sixth ring of hell. Listen, listen, you're putting undue pressure on him when you sit back and you stare at him over your glasses. <laughs> well, you know what I'm telling him? That, no, I know I, I saw you, but what that does naturally is make us. It up. Yeah, because it makes us nervous. <laughs> don't, don't go Mel Tillis on me. He speeded it up. All right, we're going to Johnny here, I assume. I think so. I'd like to. What is, what is Avanti? HBI IT has detected this computer should be rebooted. Wait till after the show because it's going to take you at least 20 minutes. Avanti. And I don't mean the Studebaker. Avanti. What is this? Have you ever seen this? Never Chris? heard of yeah, it. Yeah, wait to yes, wait to restart it until after the uh why 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 isn't one of these lights red? I don't know. Didn't it used to be? Our mic lights are red. Oh. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two. I think I have my next ad. Are you guys ready? Mm -hmm. Micro Machine That was the same guy, wasn't it? The FedEx guy? I had a guy so. come up last so. night with a package from FedEx. Whoa. And no one was Hello. home except me. And I was in the garage and he saw me and I pointed to the service door. And I went out and met him and said, thank you. And he said, now, wait a minute. Is this the house or the garage? I said, the house is right there. The garage is right here. <laughs> and then he said, Okay, Eunice Travel Plans, I need to be in New York on Monday, LA, and Tuesday, New York on Wednesday, LA, and Thursday, New York on Friday. Got it? Got it. Got it. So you want to work here? What really makes you think you deserve a job? Here? Well, sir, I think on my feet, I'm going to figure and have a sharp mind. Excellent. Can you start on Monday? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Without hesitation. Congratulations. Welcome aboard. <laughs> hey, John. Did yeah. you get the pipe? 
you get the Python story? I did. Yep. I have it toward the end of my news. Grandma? Should we, should we save it for next Wednesday? Or if you want, I probably won't get to it because I usually have about, I usually I have heard, about 25 pages and I get through about 15 grandma? to 20. Yeah. I heard Don doing it uh, on uh, Jason's show this morning. That's a tough so. way to go, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah. Does the snake chew grandma or just slowly swallow? No, first it, it uh, chokes her, squeezes her to death and then swallows her whole. And then digests, the body digests it. This was in uh, a foreign country, Chris. Uh, Indonesia. 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 That's a tough way to lose grandma. Florida's got snakes. Really is. Eaten by a snake. Yes. Chris, I actually have a follow that uh, is about the Florida snake. Some kid just won the contest for collecting the Bose pythons there. Do you have so that story? Back-to-back snake stories. Yeah. I'll give Let's you a snake just story. Just do them first. They're more oh, important than whatever other Jesus. hard news you have. All right. All right. This is I'll say that, yeah. I, I have schoonovers in, so Johnny, you just do your thing before your news okay just they sponsor it and then read the ad and go to my news yes yes please yes it is as you say josh had a great report today did he not too not to be too fearful he's filling me with false confidence harrison ford's a quarter jew derek is too shabby (laughs) all right are we ready you forget the fact that he knows everything there possibly is to know about automobiles because he doesn't put throw that in your face and he makes it seem like you can do it you can do it no you can't do it i know we're <laughs> <laughs> ready i am all right i'm rolling you'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design here's joe suchere Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, this uh, news is brought to you by the Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater. They specialize in regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy. Uh, for instance, if you're having issues with peripheral neuropathy, uh, that's where uh, you get the pain, the numbness, the tingling in your hands or feet. Well, your doctor probably would tell you not a lot you can do about it. But Dr. Larson of Rivertown Medical Center can help you out with new treatment methods, and uh, they can give you some relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained it at least 85% nerve damage. Rivertown Medical Center can help with new treatment methods and help with the lack of blood flow to the nerves. That is what causes the nerves to die off and the subsequent neuropathy. Uh, you can join Dr. Larson for a free one-hour seminar about this breakthrough treatment for neuropathy this Saturday, 10 a.m., the Double Tree by Hilton in St. Louis Park. Call this number, 651 661 4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Everyone there gets a free neuropathy scan. Again, it's this Saturday, 10 in the morning, Double Tree by Hilton in St. Louis Park. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You'll get your text reservation for the seminar. It's all from Dr. Larson and Rivertown Medical Center. In the news, uh, I had uh, the fellas here tell me perhaps I should move these stories to, uh, well, my lead, as we call it in the news business. So that's what we're going to do. When 54-year-old Jara left her home for work as a tree tapper on an Indonesian rubber plantation Sunday morning, it was the last time her family would see her alive. Oh, no. No. 
When Jara failed to return home that afternoon, her husband sounded the alarm and went out to find her. The first sign that something was wrong, he found his missing wife's sandals, jacket, headscarf, and knife on the forest floor. Oh, on the forest floor. The second sign, a heavily bloated snake. Oh, no, snake search ate party. Snake apparently oh. also ate her last name. Yeah, but he took off all her clothes. <laughs> yeah, during what's the, that all about? During the yeah, search, yeah, that's a good point. Well, doesn't he have the sandals? Didn't have any eat. clothing. Yeah, clothing, uh, that's like so. what's that green? That sprig of green stuff they always put on your plate that you parsley. throw. Parsley. Parsley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the parsley. During, <laughs> maybe she. Uh, maybe she wanted to get at. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. During the search, she was given suicide by snake. She was suicide given that snake, snake to come hither. Look, hey, she's sick of tapping trees. I've been tapping rubber trees for fifty years. During the search, the team found a giant python measuring about twenty-two feet in length, which they suspected had preyed oh. on the victim, according oh, to the local no. police. Uh, they were they referred to the victim simply as Jara. In line, Joe, you asked about this with the Indonesian custom of going by just one name you didn't have a last name nope. isn't that what bob marley was always singing about jara protect <laughs> oh, I me i don't think so okay. that's oh. tough on the family though to lose grandma to a snake yeah yeah the, well, the, and how slow is she because pythons are not quick like rattlesnakes well, if it's a big uh, python, they, they do grab you and squeeze you to death. She so. jumped into its arms. The yeah. search team doesn't have they, arms. Don't, they don't have arms. Can, can you? Serious question. Can you cut grandma out of there and revive well, her? I, well, as a matter of fact, the search well, team killed, you, killed the reptile, sliced open its stomach where they discovered Jara's remains still completely intact. The police said the victim's body was not destroyed when we found her inside the snake, meaning that she had only been recently swallowed whole. It was near the village of Batara in Indonesia's Jambi province, located on Sumatra Island. Non-venomous pythons usually prefer not to attack humans, choosing instead to feed on smaller animals, which they secure with a non-venomous bite before they suffocate the animal to right. death. So too late for heart resuscitation? Serious question. Yes, yes, she was, was, yeah. she yeah. was dead. Deprived of oxygen. to death. Okay. You think this, the snake had, had to pause because it got the meat sweats? <laughs> no, I'll just take a take a brief time out before yeah, we finish. Yeah. Speaking of uh, snakes, a 19-year-old South Florida man captured. You done with Grandma? Yeah, Grandma's done. She's All she's right. gone. Well, God she's, bless you, Grandma. Yeah, Gee yeah. whiz, what a tough way to go. Tough way to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't nineteen, know. A 19-year-old South Florida man captured 28 Burmese pythons during a 10-day competition that was created Jeez. to increase awareness about the threats the invasive snakes pose to the state's ecology. Matthew Concepcion was among the 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia. Really? who took part in the annual challenge. They removed 231 of the unwant unwanted pythons total, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Now, for his efforts, Concepcion was awarded the $10,000 ultimate grand prize, courtesy of the Everglades Foundation. Is he Dustin the guy from Latvia? Uh, no, no I don't Florida. think Concepcion. Uh, yeah. Same thing. 
Dustin Crum won a $1,500 grand prize for removing the longest python, which was about 11 feet long. Uh, earlier this year. Latvian snake rustler. <laughs> yeah, and he's barefoot. <laughs> like Borat. Yes, and he's yes. barefoot, wearing just a loincloth. We are here to support your <laughs> war on snakes. What a snake. <laughs> earlier this year, you may remember the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. The female python weighed 215 pounds, 18 feet long, and contained 122 two developing eggs and we the one that, that got grandma was ago. 22 feet long that's that's, that's a long unreal. snake that's a bigger big than snake. A, bigger than a cadillac i'll say that's a big snake in other news Reavers, pay attention to the show hi what are you doing contacting a client sir Small cities across Minnesota face a significant challenge to fill vacancies in their retrospective agencies. According to Minnesota Post Board Records, 14 law enforcement agencies have closed across the state since 2017. Spokesperson for the Post Board said his agency doesn't track reasons why those agencies have closed, but said it is a fair characterization that most shut down due to staffing and budget issues. Mm -hmm. Are these uh, cops in towns? Yes, that's so correct. I saw a thing on the news last night about this on that's, Channel 5. That's where I got this story. You know? St. Paul Park, they zeroed in on, has nine cops. Mm -hmm. Well, how many do you want? It's St. Paul Park. Right. Well, that's she said, a... uh, as my next paragraph points out, Chief Jessica Danberg said, ideally, they'd like to have nearly double that amount. Why? Well, it's St. Paul Park. That's I, nothing. I, I, Whose side are you on here? Yeah, but they can't work no, 24 hours cop, a day. But you don't need, I mean, there's it's you and Ellison. there. You and Ellison, why do you hate oh, cops so much? I grew up in a town with one cop, Swede the cop. So did I, one Adam Lloyd. Yep. If you are one. in St. Paul Park, you one must Adam visit Lloyd. the American Legion. <laughs> why? It is unbelievable. Good food. Good food, yes. They have hired the, a big chef to do that. It's fantastic. John, one night uh, I uh, rear-ended Kelly Shores's mom. Uh -huh. And uh, he pulled me over and he sent me home. One Adam Lloyd? One Adam Lloyd did. He says, you go home right now. Uh, so yeah. I got one of the other vehicles and went back downtown and continued living it up. Yep. I see. Living the dream. Now, can he? Living the dream. Yeah. Uh, Representative Keith Frank, who's from St. Paul Park, said he'd like to see the legislature revive that $250 million public safety bill that didn't make it out of the last legislative session to help smaller communities hire more officers. And speaking of that bill, you may have seen this, Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher called for a special session yesterday to address funding crime measures on hiring officers, but it appears that won't happen. He did that in response to the story we had yesterday. Remember the 16-year-old kid who had, I, do. I think, Look nine charges, two, two gunshot wounds, and all. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher said he wrote to elected leaders, said that in his 45 years of working in law enforcement, he sees the Twin Cities at a historic point when it comes to criminal activity on the streets and in neighborhoods. Now, they had the $450 million public safety bill all ready to go, a bipartisan agreement, but then it fell apart during the last session. Of course. Uh, everybody started uh, pointing fingers at each other. And yesterday mm -hmm. when Fletcher brought this up, the same thing happened once again. Democrats and Republicans. It's unbelievable. All they need to do to get the proper funding is just tell them that they're going to feed kids. Yeah. They'll get that check tomorrow. <laughs> As of the census of 2010, there were 5,279 people. That's nothing. How many? 5,200 people. Can't nine cops cover 5,200 people? It depends on, on really. I don't know what the ratio is supposed to be. But do they routinely, seriously, do they routinely help out St. Paul or do they help out other Jurisdiction. No, I think other jurisdictions routinely help out St. Paul Park. Gotcha. 
Oh, they got a big crime problem in St. Paul Park? No, it's a nice small little town, but it yeah. uh, butts up against Cottage Grove. It's right there by the river. And uh, Newport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To where all the coyotes go? Up from the river. God, they could use one Adam Lloyd. They could use Swede. Seventeen. He pulled me over, and Scotty Hendrickson got out and ran, like like one Adam Lloyd didn't know him. Like he wouldn't know like, who it was. Just go over to just go over to his house. I'm going to talk to your dad, Scotty. That's that would yeah. be A V. Sweet stopped two of us once, and one guy got to leave because he said, "Well, I was just on my way to church." Oh, that old lie. So Sweet let him go, and I got yes. A seventeen-year-old now charged for work, <laughs> and I was working at a mortuary. <laughs> you know I'll those on a few cold ones i'll tell you that those, those cups cutter. those cups that you get when you go to a uh, kegger yeah had about six of those full on the dash and yeah. they all yeah. went everywhere i would imagine they were yeah. spilled yeah, yeah. yeah. spilt spilled spilled. Spilt. spilt seventeen year old is now charged with murder and assault after authorities say he attacked several of his family members and killed his grandmother Ramsey County prosecutors this morning charged the 17-year-old with second-degree intentional murder and two counts of first-degree assault. Uh, there's a lot of details about this story that I'm not going to read, only because they're pretty harrowing. Thank uh, you. But uh, go ahead. Can we name this fellow, or is he a uh, juvenile? Uh, he has not been named, although they have named the grandma already, so we know who the family uh, is. That's tough. Basically. I'm serious. That's a bad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 88 years old, grandma was, so... Well, gets eaten. She didn't get eaten by a snake. <laughs> so there's that. So you got that going for you, <laughs> which is nice. In it's a bit of a, a rare oh. move. Are you using a microphone, Joe? Uh, Chris, is Joe not by the microphone? He, he, he routinely backs <laughs> away from the mic, and then people yell at me because yeah, the levels are off, and I routinely tell Joe, you got to stay close like to the mic. Here's the problem. You know, he goes a, a, away from I'm the here microphone now, okay? to watch Reavers to see if Reavers is paying attention to the show, which means then he may not be heard. And, Rook, you're the only person that can, can testify that unless you're – if you're looking at the screen, what does he automatically assume? That uh, you're watching uh, seven Cincinnati Reds play the San Diego right. Padres. What are you doing? Nice. 19. I just had my email up, and I always have the stream. See this? I always have this up. What's great about well, being bleep up your here, email unless it has anything. something to do with the show. What's great about being up here in Krabby County is my TV that has Vice Grip Garage on <laughs> is right by the camera, so he can't tell when I'm not watching him. I, I gotta move my TV. Yeah, I gotta move my TV. Or maybe it's a Barbara in Stanwyck a, uh, marathon. In a bit of a rare move, right. for, former Governor Jesse Ventura released an endorsement. The state's 38th governor, who served as an independent from 1999 to 2003, has endorsed DFL incumbent Governor Tim Walls for re-election. He said, as an independent statesman, I don't believe in the major political parties. Since leaving office, I've rarely endorsed a candidate of any political persuasion. But this election, he said, is too important. That's why I'm endorsing Governor Tim Walls for re-election. Ventura cited Walls' actions during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as his support for women's rights and abortion rights as reasons he's voting for Walls. He added he won't stand with anyone who cannot condemn the January 6th insurrection. In response to Ventura's endorsement, Walls said, Jesse and I don't agree on everything, but we agree that this election is too important to sit out. Ventura's endorsement comes two days after former President Donald Trump endorsed Republican candidate Scott Jensen. For governor would sir, jesse have done no, that? i have a question oh, I'm uh, sorry. sir oh were you sought for that endorsement or did you just uh, come up with this on your own i don't know right, but you <laughs> what now were you called yeah they called me uh wallsy as i uh 
I, I talked to him last week, and he said, uh, are you going to back Dr. Scott Stevens and Maddie Burke because he played football? And I said, I don't know. So I thought about it and just said, I'm going to endorse Walsey. Is that what you call him? Yeah. All right. If I don't call him Gov. Yeah. And Governor, was it because of, uh, we all know that you're pretty worried about the corona. Uh, was it because of Walsh's um, actions during the t- pandemic? Is that what it was? No, I liked uh, his debate strategy where he's out laying in the weeds. You know, <laughs> he ain't going to be seen by anybody. Why is my Jesse? It's got to be a lower pitch. It's too high right now. Like well, me. that's your problem. Like you got to work on that. <laughs> I talked to him this morning. Oh, oh really? What do you say? Um, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the first lady uh, picked up and I uh, had a nice conversation well, you with love her. the first lady. Uh, oh, first thing she had, how was the wedding? How was the kids? How was the, no, why didn't you invite Jesse? I don't know. Okay. I didn't get an invite. Right. You know who would be? She would be more interesting than the governor. It'd be fun to have her on. She yeah. is just as real and perky yeah. and cute as yeah. she seems. That's the real and, theory. And, and brilliant. Yeah. She's, when, uh, she's a smart gal. When I produced a morning show on KS95, our FM station, we had her on more than Jesse. Oh. We always had her on. I'll bet it was once a month at least. Was uh, that speak- with that crazy van guy? Yeah, that's Van. Oh, you're, you know, your your buddy, your buddy Van. <laughs> yes. uh, one um, other, uh, one other Jesse note. By the way, uh, yeah. he texted this morning. He's premiering on Cameo. You guys know what Cameo is, right? I do. I do. Not. He told me that this morning. What is where it? you you he'll he'll cut a promo in for you. If uh, it's your birthday, happy birthday! Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, the CP would you could call fifty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys do that birthday, for me, Joe. Would I you? love you. You could do that. You could have been doing that. I, I don't know. I actually have the first show on Cameo. All right. Jeez, you know, Chris, I'm gonna come across this screen, and I'm gonna word up. Wired up. Uh, his he did say, if you wish you or a loved one happy birthday, would you like it done from Sergeant Blaine? Ha ha. Maybe you give me a ha ha on that because that's Sergeant Blaine. Who's Sergeant Blaine? He's a former wrestler. Oh, is it? I thought it was a movie character. I have no idea. I just thought. Oh, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that was his character in um, Predator. uh, Predator. I don't know. I ain't got time to bleed. So there was nothing shared. I mean, no, nothing, no big reveal. Uh, no, actually, I was calling him because Gabriel is going to be interviewing him tonight. He has to do something for school, and he needed oh. a politician. So I said, "Well, I'll call the governor," and he agreed to it. So nice. that would be an interview I would like to sit in on. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, oh. Gabe, will you please record that for but me? But you ain't getting any food. Ain't getting any food. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't getting that or, last turkey leg no, or beer. No, no beer either. In all honesty, would Jesse have endorsed Walls had Trump not endorsed Jensen? Uh-oh. It's not, it's for me. It's bizarre that he endorsed Governor Walls because he doesn't he doesn't fit each political party. But he remember really what think, he said on our show when Jesse was on with us. What he, he say? said he was, that of all the former living governors, Walls was the only one to call him and ask him what he thought when he when, well, when then, Walls then won the election. He. He unknowingly bought Governor Ventura's loyalty by doing that. So that's probably the reason why. And, and he, I think the, the yeah. Trump thing, yeah. too, because we, when Jesse, remember how badly he hates Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he even mentioned the January 6th thing in his statement today. 
Uh, yeah. So anybody that believes in it, I can't go with. So uh, I'll bet all of that together. Probably. One more, Jenny. One more. Oh, goodness. I have so many stories. It, should it be a funny one? one or? Hey, you know what? Let's yeah, do this one. Up. I know Look like, likes this as much yes. as I do. No one won an estimated $700 million Powerball jackpot last night. And that means the big prize now goes to $800 million for the next drawing. No one has matched all six numbers and won the Powerball jackpot since August 3rd, allowing the prize to grow to the fifth largest in U.S. history. That amounts to 36 consecutive drawings without a jackpot winner. If you want to get in on the $800 million, you have to buy tickets for the next drawing, which happens on... Saturday. And okay then. Three eighty-three, seven hundred. This becomes uh, This becomes oh. uh, Divided by two, you got to pay first half to the tax man. One hundred ninety-one eight fifty is your check. That's it. Oh one ninety-one eight fifty after you pay your taxes. No, you're you're Cause, wrong. Because of the eight hundred thousand. In the pot, remember the eight hundred thousand. Oh, you're they taking the is, cash. Eight hundred million. Yeah, you're eight, taking the cash. Eight hundred million is the. Pre-tax total after the thirty-year annuity. Right. That's how they factor that out. So right now in the in the pot is three hundred eighty-three million seven hundred thousand. Take notes, will you? Hey, I got one more story I have to do. If you don't care, yes, because uh, I want to yes. get your guys's thoughts on this one. Joe Biden raced Colin Powell's son in an episode of Jay Leno's car show this past summer, with the president pushing his Corvette to over one hundred miles an hour while drag racing. Biden and Leno reunited this summer for Wednesday's show and drove his 1967 Corvette around the James J. Raleigh Secret Service training facility in Beltsville, Maryland. The president whizzed around at speeds of 118 miles an hour while he admitted that he missed being able to drive himself around while living in the White House. Was he was he driving the car or was, was he sitting electric? in the passenger seat? Did he electrify the Corvette? No, it's you know you've seen this vet, haven't yeah, you? But I mean, he's a he's a green guy. What is, <laughs> what's the deal here? We can't be wasting that evil fossil fuel. Right, he's spewing gas. Those high he's, speeds though were by accident. He said his knee was stuck and he couldn't lift it <laughs> off the. Do you guys ever see the Jay Leno where he went out to President Bush's ranch in Texas, and no. he's driving? He, uh, Bush's or excuse me, Leno's driving in and he's on the ground and Bush comes tearing up on a in a battered old pile of crap and goes. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> so awesome. It was so awesome. His, uh, his vet right. has 350 horsepower and is a four-speed manual, uh, huh. just so you know. And he Let raced. Let me tell you what Colin... old Melba, uh, Toast is packing right here, all right? We got four leather <laughs> Bozzy track out back and a right double pumper. We got a fuel making it happen. He raced uh, Colin Powell's. Cold, uh, thank cold, you, John. But, yeah, I guess, we're not I guess I'm done. You, know. okay. you, didn't want to, you didn't know what the other car was? What was uh, the other yeah, car? Yeah, yeah. It was a 2015 Vet with 455 horsepower yeah. V8 engine you know and 8-speed like automatic. off with the boss. Colin Paul let him win. Yeah. Well, this this was Colin Paul's son because Colin Powell Paul is dead. But he's smart enough to let him win. I don't know. He actually beat Colin Powell earlier. So You know what old Joe should do? that doesn't happen. In order to correctly... How's that Corvette? Is he should call here we go. Rise and Shine Garage Doors. That's right. Call Rise and Shine.com is the website, Joe. Do you want to know what the phone number is? I Joe? just saw one of the trucks on uh Fairview Avenue when I was I was getting onto Highway Five. They Fantastic. were working on uh, right by Homecroft. Probably a GL or on their yep. way to get serviced. Yep. 651 300 3252 is the number. 651 
300-3252 is the number, but call riseandshine.com. That's the website, and they are the official garage door repair company of Garage Logic. They do all sorts of work, residential, commercial repairs, and installation of all things related to the garage door and opener. Yes, Rookie. Why is he doing this so slow? I have no idea. <laughs> that's the way Joe wants me to do it. They also have a perfect five-star rating on Google and Yelp, and that's because customer service is the number one most important thing to rise and shine garage doors. They're coming to my place on Saturday to do some work at my house. Hopefully I'm home. We always give options, by the way. They don't do high-pressure sales. They let the customer choose from the different solutions that are best for them. Local and family-owned, Josh and Alex are fantastic. They're GLers, and they're the owners. They also apply a 5% discount for seniors and military members on all services, and if you're a AAA member as well. And their employees are all certified. They're not hiring ding-dongs off the street like me and Rook. No, they have IDEA certified master techs on staff. And they don't just service the metro area. They're expanding Rochester, Mankato, St. Cloud, Northfield, Cambridge. They also cover western Wisconsin. And don't forget to ask about the Rooster Club membership, which includes a tune-up on an annual basis, and it waives trip charges. So, Call riseandshine.com. That's the website. And once again, the phone number, 651-300-3252. Let them know you heard about them on the Garage Logic Podcast. I like shut off one too many buttons. <laughs> Damn it. I timed it good, too. Damn it. I timed it good. All right, Ruck. Yep. Can you give me a big kahuna here? Yes, sir. Please, please, and thank you. Should we play that video on the show since I took after you on the show? I don't care. I'll ask Joe. What? Ask me what? We could do it tomorrow too. Since we're, I know he's in a hurry. We can do it tomorrow. It's up to Matthew and Joe. Well, they're both. We're all going to be here tomorrow, except for Johnny. It could be a fun Friday bit. Let's go. You ready, Rook? Yeah. I am rolling. Boy, if you go outside and if you have a maple tree, uh, your gutter's filling up with those uh, helicopter seeds like mine are. But I'm not going to go up in a ladder and clean my gutters. I'm going to leave that to Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. The two things I want to focus on right now, clean gutters and holiday lighting. Yes, Kenny, it is that season. It's time to put up those lights. But why do you want to do it? Why don't you have a professional do it who has the proper safe ladders and the know-how and no fear of heights? If you're uneasy up on ladders, you have no reason to go up to hang Christmas lights or holiday lights, whatever you're going to call them, Hanukkah lights. Get in touch with Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services as well as holiday light hanging. They are online at kahunawindowcleaning.com, and tell them that you're a GLer. They'll waive the trip fee. I want you to give them a buzz, 612-888-5248. Again, yes, next season, we're going to do the, uh, 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 what do you call them, windows. We're going to do the roof. We're going to do all that other stuff. But right now, they're focusing on clean gutters, 
for those ice dams that you don't want to have and holiday light hanging. It's just that simple. Tell them that the rookie sent you. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services at 612-888-5248. They're going to get really busy, so call right now to get on their schedule today. Thank you. Little kid was sitting on a park bench with his bag of Halloween candy. He's gobbling down one candy bar after another as fast as he can. A guy walks up to him and says, you shouldn't eat that candy like that. It's bad for you. The kid looks up and says, my grandfather lived to be 102. The guy says, by eating candy? No, by minding his own business. (laughs) How does the boy, what kind of candy does he have? Joe, can I be done for the week now? (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) M&M's. Uh, that candy. That's that still was one of our best bits when Rissy was trying to tell the blue paint joke. Man, I got to write it down. <laughs> That's when Rick said, "I didn't. I don't think he needed to write it down." Yes, ah, I, I got to get it right. Here it is. Yes. All yeah, right, that one I've got to get on the. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, the it's in yet. Zeta. I okay, ha- I'm gonna I have that today then. Hold on. Now we got it. Yes, sir. Steve the locksmith kicked ass for me. Well, aren't we supposed to tell that on the air? That story? Oh yeah. What? <clears throat> yeah, Kenny. I saw they I saw them tweet out a picture of the show today, though. Yep. Doogie was with them. Oh boy. And when the photo was sent out, Doogie wasn't talking. That was one of the big upsets. <laughs> that's not, that's not possible. That was, uh, <laughs> that's not possible. Upset, <laughs> Some kind of scoop. Quite the uh, I, uh, shocking upset. I hate to uh, pull you away from this fascinating topic. <laughs> But I just tried the paint joke on my son, 16, mm-hmm. right away, answered right away. Paint, <laughs> Did he really? Blue paint. Really? Blue paint. He knew it. Because all paint awesome. smells the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was confused. Yeah. That's probably because he's been told it in a high, right. uh, you know, yeah. in school. It's uh, the people he runs away with. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, I'll, I'm calling. I'm calling it. I'm calling on the way home tonight and try to. But I don't. Think, I think you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you didn't have to write it down on a piece of paper. Yes, I think I you should be able to remember that. <laughs> did you write the joke down or did just you blue call? paint? I just wrote blue paint. Uh, and that'll help you. <laughs> that'll help me. What I'd like to joke. see is you looking for that stupid piece of paper in one of your twenty pockets. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, get, Hold get, on. Get the redhead over. What's your name again? <laughs> you want a mine or what? Are you just here for the pool? What's going as on? I'm uh, driving. Uh, as I'm driving along, people will think I'm playing Pokemon. Yeah, I got this question for you. Yes. What? <laughs> what? Uh, it's upside down. Wow. How do? Yeah, my, let me put my glasses on. Hey, hey don't run away. How does blue paint smell like red paint? Because it's blue. <laughs> See you later. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Why does it smell the same? Is that the joke? Why don't get it? Maybe I wrote it down wrong. You know, did it start by you? Did oh, it start by you telling, asking him oh, that joke? Are you a good joke teller? No. I remember if he is not a, really. Why? Why? Because no. you want to get to the point? Or there's there's another one. You know, Joe can tell a joke and say, and the guy's on the course and he's sitting there and he's telling, you know, and, and kind of paint mm. a little. Royce, halfway through, he just gives up and throws in the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Kenny, you going to the soccer game tonight? Yeah, I'm going to be there. I've got I like, Kenny, I like ones about Jewish guys, and you can't tell those in polite company. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, like, are you comfortable? Like Muhammad asking Sid, okay. what's the difference between a Jew and a canoe? I can't tell that joke. So no, uh, you can't tell it. So what good does it do? Can't tell it. I swear two, two that guys started. go down in the garment district in New York. Yes. So no, a guy went down, he got hit by a car. Another came up to him and said, here, I'll put my I'll put my coat under your head while we wait for the ambulance. Are you comfortable? He says, I'm making nice living. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad You know what, Royce, you were right. This is the worst show on radio. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy, come over here. I wrote this one on too. There's a guy that makes clothes out in New York. <laughs> he, uh, he tripped on the the guy tripped him, so he's laying down and he's comfortable. And the guy says, I'm just trying to make a living. <laughs> Alex writes, uh, Oh my God. We were on that day, man. I swear it started with you saying, Hey, Pat, do you know the difference between what is the joke? It was the day before he told the joke because that's when Kenny came in. How is blue paint like red paint? What's what's, What's what's blue blue and smells like red paint? paint. And Pat didn't get it. What? How? Do, what? How does it smell? Right? How do you what? do? Because that's why you know it was that period where we're waiting for the money, the the the, the Dow Jones report, where we know we got four oh, minutes oh, to, yes. right, yeah. right. to to kill. That's right. Bruce, something. Bruce, right? yeah. yeah. And so then Kenny comes in, realizes, well, this is a dead end freaking topic. And so <laughs> Kenny says, "Racy, I tried the blue paint joke on my kid. He got it right away. That's so why. That, that's oh, why okay. that started. Oh, okay. But I think the previous day you told him yes. that, and he didn't he did. get it. Just no, he did not. What, that's what why he do? said, "I'm going to write this down." <laughs> and <laughs> and you know, it's significant blue when he. Underlines. See, that's what um, I'm worried about. You being on uh, Monday Night Sports Talk, Reavers. You don't derail those guys enough. You play along (laughs) and give them stats and talk about, you know, you you gotta shove a stick in the spokes and knock them. Not on it anymore. That's why I I, I feel. Yeah, it's it's not the same without Rook there. Thank you for missing me. I do. Are we gonna start the show? He was gonna say that. Uh, right, right about joke telling, the art of joke telling. Oh, there you go. Right there. There's a good. That's got there. Pulitzer winner. Don't bury the lead either. Yeah, get to it. I just want to make sure. All right, we're we're good. We are. We're good. Okay, Joe, you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're the talent. What's the paint story? It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Is this the one we assigned to Rockford? No, I think Tears for Fears, I think we assigned this one. Yeah, this is Tears for Fears. Fears. They'd be proud to claim this. They'd have to pay Dylan a hell of a lot of money, though. We should have Joe go through that list that Super 70s we did yesterday. 
he made a Spotify, um, like well, it would be like a mixtape of what 37 hours of music, yeah, oh, 70s, right. 70s, and 80s, like 75 yeah, to 85, four, maybe. 400 to 500 songs. Yeah, uh, and John and I were having a rousing debate before the program <laughs> on which one sucks and, and which, which one, you know, did he rank them or just place them? I think he we're just not sure, yeah, them. yeah, because okay. the first, the top 50 are just god awful, they're just awful. really. Yeah. Well, because of, of, every single one of them, John. Not all of them, Kenny. God, that's why we got into sweet emotion. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I was on the list. Yeah, oh, only sweet, only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, mm-hmm. from the traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day, October twenty seventh, in eighteen twenty nine. Christopher C. Andrews was born in New Hampshire, a pioneer advocate of the application of European forestry principles to American conditions and a persistent sponsor of the preservation of forests for posterity. He would serve as the state's first chief fire warden and as the commissioner of forestry from 1905 to 1911. Okay. On this day in 1849, October 27th. The uh, territorial legislature created the original nine counties of Minnesota. Benton was named for title. That's too long of a one. On this day (laughs) in 19, well, Wabasha was named for Dakota leaders, Washington for our nation's first president. Three of the original counties no longer appear on the Minnesota map. Wanaha County near Lake Traverse was named for Wanaton, a leader of the Yankton, Dakota. Pembina County. Pembina. Pembina included much of what would become North and South Dakota. And Makata County was north of present-day Crow Wing County. Did you say much of North and South yes. Dakota? Yes. That's a hell of a... And isn't there still a town by that name, John? Pembina, yes. Oh, yeah. In North Dakota. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dakota, of course, was named for the Dakota people. Itasca, the headwaters, Ramsey for the new uh, territory's governor. All right. On this day in 1937, the Morris Fruit Company building in Minneapolis collapsed. Oh, boy. It killed two employees. On November 1, a jury of experts learned that the building had shown signs of rotting and overloading on its third floor and had not been rebuilt after a 1933 fire. Oh boy! Finding no criminal neglect, however, the jury simply called for stricter enforcement of the building code. And then finally, in the world of sports... Well, duh, 91. You'll get it. What happened on this day in 1991? Jack Morris pitched the greatest game in the history of the World Series as the Twins <laughs> defeated the Braves one to nothing in well, town. Well, except for that perfect game Don Larson threw. You know, oh, it doesn't matter. It never happened while I was alive. Okay, but game. I'll tell you something. It's very interesting. Jack Morris pitched a 10-inning complete game shutout. Remember Kelly wanted to didn't yep. even didn't even toy with taking him out, did he? No, he, he did. He said, well, thank, you know, great job. He said, you're not taking me out of this bleeping game. That's right. Okay, here's what I would say about that. That's never going to happen again. Did, no. did that happen you on the mound? You think that will never happen again? Did that happen never. on the mound? No. In the the, the, okay. Well, but he did come out in the ninth, and it was after the completion of the ninth inning in the dugout, that's when TK gave him the pat on the shoulder, and that's when Morris said, you're not taking me out of this bleeping game. 
But on the mound, he also tried, and Jack said, no, I'm not coming and out. Kelly I've, had the good instinctive sense to back off. Speaking Wait, of Super what, 70 what chart, sports. What chart did he look at? He what didn't. chart did he look at? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. The, the analytics say. Sports has a picture of Tom Kelly. It said, this is what managerial is all about. This guy just got out of the bleeping way. Yeah, he got out of his way. Right. I've tried that Jack uh, Morris attitude with management. Uh, it didn't work out as, as <laughs> right. well as it did. Let's, for let's <laughs> spend one minute with this. Will that ever happen again? Oh, no, not well, a chance. I don't at, think so. Look at what happened. Uh, was it two years ago, John, when the yep. Rays played the Padres? Mm-hmm. Blake Snell was, or excuse me, uh, the it was Rays and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, yep. Blake Snell was pitching a great game, a two-hitter shutout. For and, the Rays. And that's the only reason that the Dodgers were losing. And then and what's his name dave roberts the dodgers manager said when cash and took him out of the game that's when we knew we were going to win wasn't that game seven also i think don't these players have any balls they do but but, analytics is ruining baseball but But don't the managers understand the mental high that they're on when they know that these pitchers know they cannot be defeated why the hell would you get in the way of that analytics with, with morris you got a future Hall of Famer already. Mm-hmm. So Kelly knew what he was getting into. Now you've got a guy that goes five. I'm not, I can't believe I'm talking baseball. That maybe goes five to six innings and doesn't have the endurance that a guy like Jack Morris. The baseball, has. baseball has changed dramatically in 31 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're saying, Matthew, um, that these guys would, years. That was these like guys yesterday. wouldn't last nine. Right. Even if they wanted to. No, no, they wouldn't. I'm saying, yeah, Jack Morris had the street creds to finish off and go into the 10th inning. Well, and they're not allowed in the playoff series recently with the Yankees. Garrett Cole, who I think could go nine, they take him out after five and a third. Right. So for no reason. Are the careers of these pitchers then lasting longer because they're not being used up at such a quick rate? It's not being done to prolong their careers. It's it's being done because – some Yale graduate on a laptop yeah, said, looking at numbers. Well, uh, after he throws 62 pitches, uh, he has a chance to uh, give up too many hits to right field or whatever. Yeah. And the let, me just, let, let, let me just bring us back around. Reavers that night, we spent that night at Market Barbecue, which is by uh, Loring Park. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Market. And uh, we walked down to the festivities and I don't think I ever before then or after then attended a party that was that fun. It was so unbelievably festive and fun and just, wow, mayhem. So not counting the WNBA, it's been 31 years since this state had a championship. Correct. It's never had one in hockey. It's never had one in football. It will never it's have never one in never had basketball. one in the NBA. <laughs> no, nope. never. And it's had two in baseball. That second is short. Pena in a jam. The Twins are going to win the World Series. The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a one nothing in an How do you match the chess? I do. Let me, uh, let me throw one stat at you before we stop this. I just looked it up in 1982. That'd be 40 years ago, right? Right. 734 complete games in the major leagues that year. Wow. wow. 734. Last year, 2021, Yep. 33. Oh, my gosh. So 701 oh, wow. more complete games 40 years ago than there was last year. And I think baseball was better 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. 
Can't argue with you. <laughs> so it all starts up again tomorrow. Yeah. Who's Philadelphia playing? at the Houston's. Houston's. Oh, yeah. And there's something going around. It could be internet folklore. But apparently Philadelphia winning the World Series is very yeah. ominous for the economy. Yeah, when they win the World Series, the economy tanks. Did they win in 29? Uh, Did Philadelphia win in 1929? I doubt it. That had to be a Yankee thing well, at that point. In, was it 06 or 07 that they won the, yep. oh, so the housing market? The sure. housing market went. What about, and they uh, won it in 1980. What happened in 80? I don't know. But I, I know that they won the World Series in 1980. Well, I mean, what well, happened to the economy? Well, the economy was already in the tank, remember, yeah. during the Carter administration. Yeah. So, uh, was 1980 the year Brett the had Phillies. the hemorrhoids? Phillies beat the Cubs four to one. What, what year? 29. 29. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. I'm not joking. I'm looking at it too. Then I'm rooting for Houston. I don't like Houston. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Phillies. Brad Hand, Cheska, What the hell? What? Get the, off the but wait, show. The Phillies are an expansion team, right? Why? Get off the show. Phillies suck. But I the like Phillies, Phillies are an expansion team. for Houston. Right. Houston cheated. Yeah, I can't I was cheer for the Astros. No, I was I like talking to Reavers. Yeah, I, like I can't cheer for Houston. Oh, Reavers. That, what a what, slap on the Do we have games Friday, Saturday, I'm, Sunday? I'm, I'm Friday, Saturday, the Phillies Monday. Too. Friday, Saturday, Monday, mm -hmm. all in Houston? No, the first two will be in Houston, the next three in Philadelphia. Why should we not root for Philly? Philadelphia is... Full of horrible, Kenny, horrible people. I agree with you. That's why the I was rooting for the people. Padres. I was not. I did not want to cheer for Philly, but Houston is the absolute scum of baseball. I love. No, I love cheaters. I love them. I love cheaters. cheaters. Well, that cheating thing has been overplayed long time ago. Are you out of your mind? Oh, oh, God. Oh, years years. Big oh yeah, that would, be a, that would be at all helpful oh. to know what freaking pitches coming every time. It made the game interesting. Yeah. Come on, that explains a lot about your guys' political affiliation. <laughs> Sorry. Singer. Wow, he, he shoots and he scores. <laughs> you know what I am? I'm a 2017 World Series denier. Yeah. <laughs> denier. Who did they beat that year? They beat the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, yes, they also right. beat okay, the I'm Yankees confused. in the playoffs when obviously Altuve knew what was coming from Araldus uh, Chapman. Your Yankees cheated as well, by the way. I don't need to remind you of that. Not like that, though. Yeah, they still cheated. Not that in bad. baseball, we cheat. That's the famous. Well, there's some words. there's some kinds of cheating in baseball. I like. No, Royce's so no Royce's rule lie. is uh, when he votes for the Hall of Fame. As long as you didn't get caught, I'm voting for you. Absolutely, that's his rule. Hell yeah, that's why he voted for. That's Pudge. like it's like racing, man. You know, it's cheating, not cheating you if you don't get caught. Are we done? Wait a minute. Yeah. The, Goodbye. The, 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 the long wrap-up, wasn't Philadelphia it? Philadelphia Athletics. I got to get going here. Moved to Oakland, right? Yes. Where were the Phillies? Where did the Phillies come from? There was. They were always there. Didn't Philly have two teams? Two teams. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Connie Mack, Philadelphia Athletics. John Cruck. Philadelphia Phillies. Did they both play in Shine Field? He was salty, wasn't he? Um, oh, I love I love Cruck. Yeah. He uh, he does their play by or the color. He'd right? occasionally yeah, say TV the games. wrong thing oh, yeah, out loud. Would. Yes, Stadium, <laughs> yeah. seventy-one to two thousand three. You're here for one reason. Shy Park, thirty-eight to seventy. Ooh, that was the Phillies. Philly. All right, now let's go through the Pirates. What it says to the Pirates. Forbes Field. Forbes Field up on the hill. 
How about new YouTube? Krabby Coffee Shop out this week. You can find it at garagelogic.com. We Any thank you for listening. You can also find it on podamend.com. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. And <laughs> tell your friends and family about the Garage Logic Town Council. I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Well, I'll be dipped. I'll be <laughs> Ja. This thing's knocking more than a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? Yeah. They always knock on your door to hope you'll answer and let them talk to you. Oh, is that what Jehovah Witnesses And I told you, I had the neighbor who let them in, and they were looking. They had their noses pressed to the window. How do we get out of here? Because the guy was pulling their leg and wouldn't let them go. What's that whole kingdom thing? What yeah, what you, what you got give here? me some more in this kingdom deal. What about the underwear? Do you got to wear the special stuff, or that that's Mormons? If you yeah. have the chance to go see the Book of Mormon, see it it's funnier than hell it's not here right now if it comes to town again you gotta take jen what do you mean it's like i wish i would have gone to the ukrainian ballet uh yeah they were just here yep cats is here now they must had a media night uh i did not go to media night i was working that was uh monday retail what you paid retail to go to i didn't go i did not see cats oh i thought you said you did i'm sorry what did we go see another ominous warning i need a minute Yay. Wicked is fantastic. You can see that. See that. Yeah. I ain't going to see Wicked. I got to watch the baseball. Game. When does the play start? <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw Cats at Winter Garden Theater with my wife in 1980, whatever. And I had never been to a musical before. Oh. And these cats are flying around the stage. We're at Winter Garden. I'm looking around. They leaned over and says, When do they start to play? She said, have you not ever been to a musical before? I'm like, they're just walking around singing. Were you like that? That was something similar to that. And uh, that was my first exposure to, uh, when did they start? The you play? hadn't been cultured. Hadn't been Another cultured. ominous. Okay, dead. Oh, damn. Families. Oh. Today is 10, 27. And Joe is saying another ominous. Oh, big ominous. word. He's showing off now. UN warning. UN warning. I'm the bus. About climate change. You mean fun? That was funny. Okay. Uh, this October, this this summer season. Yep. Is ranking as the second driest. Driest since weather keeping be weather record keeping began in Minnesota. Driest is with an I, not a Y. What is driest? Good. <laughs> but the driest. Wait, is this the same sentence or a new? Sentence? No, a new one. Okay, but. But the driest summer season it's with an eye, Chris. <laughs> yep. Was in nineteen ten. <laughs> period. Okay. New sentence. Yep. Go figure. Period. Okay. Uh Johnny Height News. Johnny Height. Yeah. I'll be dead. I don't believe it, but I guess I got to. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> Johnny, will you send me news stories, please? Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for reminding me. Thank you. 
I just yes, I don't sir. Know how delicate the frame is, and I don't want to bend her up. So I'll give it a good it. pull. Hey, now. I got her through the frame rail. Uh, Chris, I did send you my timesheet already. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got it. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. No, hey, Johnny, have you seen? You. Have you seen yeah, facing Nolan yet? I have still haven't watched it. I have a little note. I'm supposed to see so it. I gotta watch it. Howard just sent us an email. I did not know this. The documentary Facing Nolan on Netflix is excellent. In particular, what I found utterly amazing is that after helping the Mets win the 69 World Series, he was paid $7,000 for the season plus some bonus oh, yeah. for the World that's, Series. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, the minimum then was what, 4500 or something? Are you serious? And he was, I think, wasn't that his rookie year, I think? Yeah, I think so, it was. And he wasn't Nolan Ryan yet. I mean, he was, you know, seven and seven probably with, you know, that's a badass truck. I got to watch he, that. He wasn't a superstar at that point. But he was still pretty damn good, obviously. Yeah, but they had Seaver and What does unctuous mean? Unctuous? Mr. President. U-N-C-T-I-O-U-S. U-N-X-unctuous. What's it mean? Unctuous. Give her the it's hard to spell. <laughs> uh, he was actually a reliever that year, Chris. He was. Oh, 25 games, 10 starts. Word I don't use. Jerk it. <laughs> oh, U-N-C-T-U. Unctu no. I said unctuous. U-N-X? It's yeah, short so. for scrumptious. U-N-X. I-O-U-S. When I find something Get delicious. I-O-U-S. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not U-N-X-I-O-U-S. I don't know how to spell it, but what's it mean? Why are you going to use it in your column? Um, I, I want to, but if I, it depends on what it means. <laughs> there you go. T I O U S. Oh, We're talking careful. some real bleeping muscle. There it is. Excessively or ingratiatingly flattering. How did you spell that, Joe? Johnny? Oh, UNC. That it's not, doesn't mean what I thought it meant. What did you? It also it means oily, which I don't understand. Oh, having a, having a greasy like or my soapy feel. <laughs> you're wrestling with someone and they get oily. <laughs> they get unctuous. I get very unctuous with. Damn my... it! I had a story. Where did it go? That I was going to post. Oh. Unctuous. It was the fox. I was going to post the Fox Nine thing on. Oh. You guys should have seen that story of the Highland Park development. These dips were all, oh, this is so great. Oh, yeah. Much of the 129 acreage has yet to be developed. I have someone in my family who continues to rave about the place. But and dang, I say, dang. Oh, I got news for you. I ain't living I there. I do like the Lunds there. I did. I went to the Lunds the other day. It's a grocery store. It's a nice one. <laughs> That's all it is. Blue cheese. Got the best blue cheese you can buy. Wasn't oh, that the God, I like blue cheese. Wasn't yeah. that the place, though, where didn't they shut down development because of the rental increase? Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. There are, some are still building right now, but mostly it's just flat. Flat, like my first wife. Jesus, Mr. President, we didn't need to know that. Yes. Why the hell are you here? <laughs> Mr. Leno. Leno. What, Mr. Leno? <laughs> Lendo. Like Bendo. Careful, Mr. President. Yeah, I, I ripped. Booze and left it on my desk. Let me see it. Tattersall. Oh, new plant. Oh, that's, uh, oh is it I sour cherry? I don't drink. Is yeah. it sour cherry? Spiced rum. Oh, gin's for Rook. You guys take it. Okay, not a problem. Yeah, it's pretty nice for you guys now with me and Joe not drinking anymore. 
Actually, Rook, I'll take the gin. You can take the whiskey. I already have. Whiskey. I see that. Whiskey. See you, Brasky. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, rookie. Okay, then I'm taking this, too. Right, what is it? Uh, Just tell me so I know. Oh, it's spiced rum. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'll probably use the, yeah. I'm not a gin guy, but. Tanner's all aged. Aged. Yeah. Damn about, it, where did that... About three months after I uh, you know, didn't drink any alcohol, I dumped all the liquor I had in the house. Why? And and I told that to my brother, who replied with, that is alcohol abuse. Right. Thanks. That is yeah. alcohol abuse. What you should have yeah. done was driven it here. Well, I didn't. I mean, I had, you know, that much tequila and half a bottle of gin. Oh, right. yeah. So it, it wasn't, you know. Still. Tequila makes still, my clothes fall off. I'm not oh, drinking I love shit. Tequila was my favorite liquor. My favorite. But it's got to be good stuff. Well, no, I, see, I, everybody says Patron, but I think Cuervo is better than Patron. Sorry. That's just me. Oh, oh. Casamigos. Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, hold oh. on. Pause the TV. <laughs> we finally got his attention. We got his attention. Are you kidding me? I, Patron's fine, but I'd rather have Cuervo. Sorry. Cuervo's got a nasty bite. You really have to I, be a pro drinker to enjoy Cuervo. That's... Patron. You accidentally you me names. You accidentally get intoxicated on Patron because it's so smooth. I don't want you, it smooth. I want it to taste sip, like something. You can sip it and you're sipping along, and the next thing you know, you're waking up on the floor. Yeah, Cuervo, right. you have to. I mean, it takes. I love option to drink Cuervo. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I drank it since I was 20. I don't know. When but me and Cuervo the roommate first favorite. started hooking up, we were able to kill two bottles a piece. Of Cuervo. Holy balls. That's how bad we were. I love Cuervo. Yeah. Now Not anymore, though. <laughs> Not anymore. All right, Chris, I sent you three stories. Thank you, John. Do we have, you know what? Oh, never mind. I won't do it over recording. <laughs> never yeah, mind. Yeah, can we kill that? I need to talk to you guys. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we're at two hours. By town council. By town yeah. council. Hold on. Hold on. Now let's get rid of Here's what we're going to tell people. 